the tools and resources that you provide Bernadette are just amazing. Not just for a home. We were doing Cosmetic Plus, your system, on a whole strata building. It was the yeah. same principles, and I used the resources. It really did make it easier. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello, everyone. It's that time of the week again. We're back with another episode of She Renovates. And so if you heard the expression, small hinges swing big doors, well, that's a good expression to describe the renovation we're going to be talking about today. Now, today have one of my favourite people online, and that is James Bergen. Now, James is a student of the School of Renovating, and he also is works in our team, helping us with our marketing. And I always like to refer to him as Robert Kiyosaki's marketer, because he absolutely did work with Robert Kiyosaki for many years. And so we feel really privileged to have him in our small but mighty team. So I want to welcome you, James. And yeah, I'm just wondering whether you can just give us a little quick bit about your background and the renovation that we're going to be talking about today. Sure. Well, thank you for the invitation, Bernadette. It's great to be here and see you in a different way, in a different location. A little bit about me. I have done a few renovations in my lifetime. Some in one in Melbourne, another one in Phoenix, Arizona, where I lived. And more recently, I've been involved with you in the School of Renovating when we did our class project in Newcastle, which was exciting. We had many a trip up the Pacific Highway to work on that really exciting project. As other than that, I'm a keen, I like to fluff cushions too. I've been learning from the best, as in you. And But I'm kind of keen on the whole concept of renovation. I now live in an apartment, which is what we're talking about today, but it's more like the building. And I remember when you and your husband, Stephen, came over to talk to me about my property, and that's when you pushed me off my chair because you said, I think you should move your kitchen into the living room. And so that was kind of a side swipe. Anyway, I've since went and proceeded and with the design, and I haven't done that renovation yet, but I understand the concept of principal place of residence adding value, and that's really what motivated me to do, to be involved with our apartment renovation. So there's yep. also a lot of bits of background to me, marketing, natural property, blah, 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 but let's stick to renovating. Yeah. And so just to put a bit of context to this, in our training, we talk a lot about street appeal, but when you're living in an apartment, you don't have a huge amount of control over that because, you know, you're talking about the building. But in fact, the common areas in that building have a big impact on the value of your property. Like I remember we did this little project in a very nice Art Deco property but inside it smelt like the hallway smelt and it was dingy and not very nice. And so what we did to improve our street appeal there was go and do all the gardens and mulch them and 
scrub the hallway to the front door of our apartment and give everyone along that hallway a new front doormat. So it's thinking outside the square to really get the outcome that you want to make your building look loved. Now, what James has done is he's taken it to the next level in that he has project managed a makeover of the common areas in his building in order to lift the value of all the properties in the building and had an amazing result. So let's start with the end, James. With your project, what was the end game? So what did you decide to do and why did you decide to do it? Well, our building, there's six units in the book. There's three four-bedroom apartments and two-bedroom apartments. So it's quite a small block in Bondi, in Sydney. And when I moved in about six years ago, it was showing its age. It was built in the 1980s. I think it was built very solidly, but there were certain design factors. And the outside of the building was the pa- some of areas needed repainting. The landscaping was dilapidated. It was just kind of, I would say, icky. And our lobby was very 1980s, very boring, like old brown tiles. It was very brown and dingy. So the overall concept, which I was lucky to have take advantage, because two of our owners wanted to sell. And I thought, that's my opportunity, because I've been climbing up and down these stairs. It's a walk-up, no lift. And the stairwell was carpeted in red carpet which was put in the where it was first built. And it had red plastic railing caps. The paint was grubby. The brickwork outside was stained with black from the years of neglect, actually. And a lot of the landscaping was overgrown. So we had a pretty big project to do. And so we had a small body corporate. We managed it ourselves. And so... I proposed that we would do a upgrade. And of course, we had two motivated owners and others were very interested, not quite as motivated, but kind of more or less on board. And so I said I would put together a budget. They would say, well, we need three quotes. Now, luckily, I had been working with you in a school of renovating. And so you had shown me how to do scopes of work. And I used the templates from the School of Renovating like modules, and I built up the scopes of work for the entire property inside and out. And I thought, I can do the project management myself, which would help us save money. Because we have been, like our body corporate fees up until last week, have been minuscule. And we had no spare money for anything. So we knew we had to have a special levy to do this. And I put together the budget, $50,000 for the whole thing, which was painting the lobby, redoing the lobby, removing old mirrored wall tiles, removing the carpet, replacing the carpet in the stairwell, retiling the lobby, landscaping, cleaning the brickwork of the entire property, and painting the outside. And that's kind of, that's lighting. We did lighting. I mean, we did a lot. And the thing that I realised, and I had learnt from working with you so closely on the Newcastle project, was that I needed to be the manager so that I could manage the budget and not engage like one big builder to outsource. Now, that, of course, meant more work for me 
but it meant it was possible to produce the outcome for $50,000 for a apartment block is pretty small. What we didn't get to do in the end, we have a swimming pool, we were going to repaint the pool where we ran out of money for that could wait for next year. But overall, that was kind of the idea to do it. And so what sense did you have that would give you a return? Like what did you anticipate that it would return in terms of value? Well, I wasn't sure initially, but I was motivated because walking up and down this staircase every day, it was icky. It wasn't a nice experience. So I was motivated by freshness and newness and bringing it up to date. Now, along the way, I thought, now this is obviously going to upgrade the value of the properties. And so it was, I asked you to recommend a real estate agent who could advise on what would be the uplift in value. And so one of your real estate mates who'd been and had a look at one of the properties here, he knew the whole building well. And he said that really the value increase would be between 5 and 10% for every single unit. Now, these units, well, the two that just sold, one sold for 1.5 and one sold for 2.2. That was a two-bedroom and a four-bedroom. So 5% of that, we're looking at like a minimum of $80,000 up to potentially $200,000 in value just from doing this. And we each contributed 8500 Yeah, that's awesome. So that's a pretty big return on our investment. And yeah. so, you know, it was needed. I did do the multiple quotes and some of the quotes came in at when I put together like one person to do tiling and painting and landscape and that sort of thing. I mean, I was looking at quotes of eighty, ninety thousand dollars only for those components, not even including carpet and lighting and things. So we've kind of by doing that where you engage one person or one contractor to do everything was obviously going to be more expensive. And I felt like with your encouragement that I would have the skills to project manage. Absolutely. And so there's a couple of things in there that I want to point out. Well, firstly, the whole, the idea of being able to add so much value with such a small spend is really the power of being able to make over those common areas. I know we had a renovator in our community. She actually moved away, but she would when she first bought into a building, the first thing she would do is get onto the owners corporation, get onto the executive, and she would offer to project manage a makeover of the common areas because she knew she had the skill set to do it and that it would have enormous value, add enormous value to her property. Now that's the thing with strata buildings. There's usually no one who has the wherewithal or the time to be able to do that. So the buildings just sort of really don't get that TLC because there's just no one with the brain power and all the bandwidth to do it. So by stepping up, now it's a reasonable commitment from you, like it's not something that you would really take lightly. You need to be someone that's working from home and so on to be able to sort of blend that into your life. But the payoffs, And I know that you're very philosophical about that, about how you were 
glad to be getting what you wanted. Was that pretty much how it went? Yeah, I mean, I felt like I don't think I really quite realised what I was getting myself in for with at times daily trips to Bunnings or finding lighting as going to lighting suppliers and setting up trade accounts with, with the paint companies. And I mean, I was like on a chair to save as much money as I possibly could. And so it was a big time commitment. And, but I wasn't resentful of that, even though it was demanding. And I do work from home. So that made it easier in that sense. But over the years, I've been putting my effort into the landscape of the property. It was very run down. It was like the street birds was a jungle and there was four of the branches on trees. And so I've been chipping away at all of that, but I hadn't really been able to do anything about these overall common areas unless I had everyone on board. And interestingly, until this project, we were a very disconnected community. Of, we have five owners who live here and one who's tenanted. So we knew each other, but we certainly weren't friends. There were much more acquaintances. And through this project, I thought I would have $2,000 for landscaping. Well, we ran out of money for that. So it ended up being two working bees. And one of our owners came down and said, what do I do? I've never done any gardening in my life. And this is a guy in his 50s. And so we showed him how to do the mulching. And we all dug up. We had a whole bunch of potted plants, dracaenas out in the backyard. So they were all moved in. I call my dracaena forest now. And so we worked together. And the camaraderie that came out of it was very good. I also did, I had a concept of doing framed photographs all the way up the stairwell. And so they were my photographs that I'd taken at a sculpture by the sea. And I bought the cheapest frames I could buy at, at IKEA and framed them. And everyone loves them. It's like it's joyful to come home every day. We didn't have money for huge pot plants in the lobby, which I'd had envisioned, but nevertheless, $5 pot plant stands from Kmart did the trick. So, you know, there were a few miracles of improvisation. New lighting really made a difference. I just had a vision, which you helped me with. Like you said, James, a really big drum light in the lobby. So that kind of, and we've done the workshop. That's right, with Dayfield. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of knew what to do there. And I'm really happy with it, and so is everyone. There was a few new, I wasn't quite expecting was there was so much delayed repairs on the building, like gutters cleaning out and doors that were broken and really things that, were, that had been neglected. So they ended up really coming out of my budget or out of the bank account, which is really why we ended up running out of money. But we got it done. So, yeah. Well done. So next thing, did you get any pushback on the special levy? So you raised 8000 was it, from each? 8300 for each person to make the 50000 We decided even though the four-bedroom units normally have a higher, I think it's about 45 55 the percentage of the strata fees, we agreed to do it equal, divided by six. And there was one person who voted against it, but we knew we had majority. Like I kind of lined up my allies to agree. I definitely had two motivated 
sellers who were selling their property, so they were very interested. Then there was me, and then there was another unit who was on board from the get-go. So we had our majority before we even voted, and but in fact, the person who voted against it was one of the first to pay. He realized, okay, let's do it. So, so was that also the one that had the rent to the tenant? No, that, that person has been absent for every meeting and it was just agrees, pretty much agrees to do everything. We had a proxy for yeah. her if she wanted, but we didn't really need it. So, yeah. Yeah, but no, it was one of the current business. I mean, there was all sorts of things. I mean, we have a WhatsApp group to manage so we keep updates and that. One time, no one could walk through the lobby while Tyler was there. So we all had to walk out the back gate through the bright yeah. pool. And I would communicate, but I, one of our residents decided she has share her opinions and I get the longest text messages I've ever had about why I was doing something the wrong way. And so I kind of learned to be polite, which was I had to button my lips at times. And it was interesting, there's a specific detail was the tiling in the lobby where there's two ways to do tiling. One is you remove the old tiles, which is jackhammering, and then you can start with a new screen and cuisine, or you can tile over the top. And so I had quotes for both ways, and this particular person thought that we must remove the tiles because otherwise the height of the step, the first step would be too low. It wouldn't be legal. And whereas I had a quote for that's tiling over the top and I figured out I actually started measuring the steps and realized that if I put two different shims on the first two steps like I did what one was 10 mil another one five mil I evened out the steps and it was perfectly normal it was 100% legal and I discovered in that process that one of the steps that we'd all be walking up from the garage was half the height of the others and no one had noticed it. So I had to deal with little things and I was learning all the way. I mean, I didn't know all this stuff. So it was an interesting process. I mean, I'm a pretty practical, handy kind of guy, but I'm not a professional tradie. And I had to manage the trade that they had their white cards and all that sort of stuff. So we had a few issues. Painter, as you know, we had a... (laughs) Short-term relationship with a painter who lasted a couple of weeks before I said, move on. But anyway, nothing too untoward. It took about eight weeks. Yeah, that's beautiful. Now, do you want to just talk through the scope in terms of how you spent that 50000 So, yeah. Oh, boy, you're stretching me there. That's roughly. But, the, well, I had, with the carpet, I was... Pleasantly surprised at the cost of the carpet. I think for memory it was 5000 to do the whole stairwell. Now, I, I had 7000 in my budget for that before I got quotes. And now I went to a commercial one who I actually found from a previous apartment I lived in and they got it recarpeted and so I kept them and they carpeted our apartment when we moved in. So I went back to them and got a few other quotes, but they came in very well. So I saved a bit there. That was that. The painting, the painting, yeah. The painting, I expected, I mean, I had quotes for 25000 for the quoting of painting. That was the stairwell and the external. It's not the whole building, but 
I've got a patio outside and under the balconies. And I think I brought the painting in under about 12,000. So, and that was by managing. I mean, once I fired this first painter, then I was in a fix. I thought, I can't miss a beat. So I went to Airtasker at 11 o'clock at night. I engaged a Korean painter who, first of all, I wanted to pay him whatever the fee was. And he said, no, that's not professional rate. I said, okay, what's your rate? And so he came back and I said, okay, start tomorrow. And we used him on the Antarctica for a few days, but then we moved him to direct pay. And he worked out really, really well. He was just diligent, very professional, showed we had a young laborer who we were paying a low rate to help. And he and I were actually making an error about the undercoat on the steel balustrade where, and the painter put it straight. So, no, that was scratch off. So, fortunately, before we'd done too much, he corrected us and I learned a lot from him yeah. on correct undercoats, correct top coats. How we did liming wise over some of our timber doors and one of my really nice pictures, which I was very happy about, which he was like, Oh, really? You want to do that? I chose Japan black for the doors of the apartment doors. Now, these were the, like a boring brown until then. And, but he did a really nice job of Japan Black, much to his concern. And it reveals a little bit of the wood grain through, but it's still this rich, dark color. So things like that turned out really well. And he was part of my team to learn and implement together. Beautiful. So you painted inside and out, but yep. there's not a lot of paintwork on the exterior there. There's a, not you- really, no. And we were able to do it by leaning over balconies. We didn't have to have scaffolding, so that was a big help. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we spent money on was lighting. So I, in the lobby, I put some new spotlights, which would go onto um, a new mirror I got and new the photographs to frame photos. So, and a pot plant. So, I put in some spots like um, narrow beam spots in. We had a, a lower ceiling there, which put the electrician could install. And then, all the way up the stairwell, I did some sort of small drop lights, which were part of the effect to match the larger one in the lobby. And the lighting that probably came in is about, from memory, I think maybe 2000, maybe 3000, pretty good value. We did all new lighting in the garage too. Plus, we also replaced the old push time switches with the sensors. So, throughout the whole building, sensors and LED. So, we've already noticed our electricity bill had gone down. So, that's awesome. that's a good result. And yep. the garage is no longer dark. So, this is just something I just thought of. In our council area, there's an initiative where you can apply to the council to have to get like a grant for putting solar on the building for common areas. Uh-huh. You can investigate that for yours as well. Yes, I have it. We're talking about that. We had one of the owners who just sold. He was the secretary, or he was the chairperson, and he was running the whole show. And we all depended on him. He pretty much 
to there with him for over 15 years, I think. And we were greatly appreciative, but he was then selling, so he's gone. And then the other person who was the secretary, or he didn't really sign the checks, he's also sold. So we thought, well, we get an external company or do it ourselves. Now, I put my hand up to be on the committee, and currently I'm the secretary, but I've since quit, or I've, I've given notice. You'll be proud of me, Bernadette. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> but nevertheless, one of the new owners, I haven't met the second one because they're moving in tomorrow, but one of them is already like very enthusiastic and is getting quite strong having our trees pruned and we have to have one tree removed. And so he's got filled in the forms, he's got to council, and he's been quite proactive. So I think it's thankful that, you know. And then he asked me, James, can you show me how to use the lawnmower? I said, of course I can. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm happy that we've kind of got, looks like our strata committee and teamwork in the strata is actually going to continue with the upgrades of the building. And I think if we work on these trees, they certainly need some pruning, some of them. Then, yeah. And here's got an idea for some landscaping. We're going to remove all the anders and put in some new. I think, oh, this is wonderful. So, yeah, we, we can continue to improve the value of the property and improve the look. Absolutely. And so I think the important point to make, and this relates to all renovating, but specifically renovating in a strata arrangement is the need for emotional intelligence. Like most people, a lot of people would not have the capacity to do what you've done because you need to work with difficult people and you need to be able to manage those conversations and get the job done, pretty much keeping everyone happy. And I think that's a real testament to you to be able to do that. I think also a great way of you building your skills for your next project. So I believe that it's made a big difference to your confidence level around renovating. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. I probably take for granted my communication skills with others, but certainly they came and they were very important in this project to bring others along. Uh, even to the idea of like organising a, a working bee. I mean, you wouldn't think it was that hard, but we never had one. So to organise that and get everyone out there moving soil and digging holes and getting their brothers to come around and help and all that sort of thing, I mean, that was all part of it. I mean, I did not want to leave the landscaping as, oh, we didn't go around to it. Because yeah. that's the first impression, sweet appeal, which you mentioned right up front. Yeah. So those things are, yeah, they're part of it. And I think to bring along the rest of the residents and to build a community, which we now have, I mean, one of our residents has taken on being president because the history of the building, because she lives in the apartment that her grandmother owned when the building was first built. So they know the whole thing. And there's been war stories in the past of, people running the show and taking the money. And so all sorts of, I mean, we've all heard those strata building war stories of one recalcitrant person who's the enemy of the others. So we could have had that situation. We really could have. But 
fortunately, we managed around it, and now it won't happen. So, yeah. yeah. So the upshot is that each person put in 8300 yeah. and added at least 80000 value to their building. Correct. Which think, but in doing so, you also created a richer, more cooperative community, so a nicer yeah. place to live, not just aesthetically, but, like, really. And so, yeah, congratulations. Thank you. And it's given us a pathway to continue to improvements. So that's mm. exciting for me. I mean, I don't see this as my forever home. So the more I'm doing on it now, whether we sell or put a tentative, whatever, it will all be to that ultimate profit. Beautiful. So for someone else considering doing what you've just do- done, what would you say, are you able to give them some tips on how to go about it? Is there anything that you found was like game changing? Well, I mean, what I think the, some of the practical things is, I mean, I just walked around the property and took photographs with my phone. And so that gave me the basis for my scope of work, which I wrote up based on your templates. Another thing I did do, which I didn't mention, was the lobby area. I knew that was a very important part of the vision and I needed buy-in. So I did have a Pinterest board with colours and textures and things that I'd gotten, samples of tiles and carpet, that sort of thing. But I also engaged the architect who drew up the drawings for our apartment renovation. I engaged him to do a 3D of the lobby. And so I was able to share that photograph in the WhatsApp group. Boom, I had immediate buy-in. And that was it. That was really my only way. So I had a vision I kept building the details, sharing it, and the scrapper works. Everyone could look. We had a Google Drive where all the receipts would go. Everyone could look if they wanted to. So it wasn't that hard, but there was a number of components. I mean, to be promoting this school of renovating, I mean, the tools and resources that you provide, Bernadette, are just amazing, not just for a home. I mean, we were doing Cosmetic Plus, your system, or the whole strata building. It was the yeah. same principles, and I used the resources. So it really did make it easy, and I had you in my back pocket if I needed. So, yeah. You didn't really. You did do really well. And I'll pay you later for the shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. So, James, can we put some photos up on the website, some before and afters, so everyone can see the progress? So thanks for coming on and sharing that story. It's a left-field way of being able to add a lot of value to your property. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on to share. My pleasure. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. What a great achievement. Brilliant. Yes, Congratulations, James, and thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you. My pleasure. If you want to meet up with a group of savvy renovating, I shouldn't say it's all women because it's not, savvy renovators, I'll say, come over and join She Renovates. It's completely free Facebook group and it is growing at the rate of knots. We hit a thousand members just recently and now it seems to have picked up momentum. And so they are all savvy renovating women and men 
that are working their little hearts out to live a better life through renovating. Join if you're not already a member and then ask, comment and do whatever you would like to do in order to further your renovation journey. And that's it for me today. So I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.